Today's daily word is entitled Remnant Day School Evangelization Message Prayer When we look at the world today, we see the Nephilim culture covering the world, leading people to transcendental meditation, leading people to the possession movement. For the child of God, God is leading us towards holy meditation, enjoying the triune God who gives us authority to overcome the works of Satan. We have been given this great blessing to pray, so we must pray. In the morning, as we prepare for the day, comfortably pray, holding on to the power of the throne. As you go about your day, find the meaning in God's word in your field. At night, as you close your day, have a time of concentration on God's word in the day. This kind of concentration and prayer can transcend the three organizations. We must see where we spiritually reside. Are we in the stream of the gospel? As we follow the stream of the gospel, we see our covenant journey as those who remain with the gospel, those remaining, those who will remain, and those who will leave behind. We begin to see a future where we can build platforms for the world to hear the gospel, standing as watchtowers to save the field as we communicate with God as the antenna. God will give us power to stand as the holy mason, leader, and diaspora with the gospel. Our goal and final mission is to raise up the remnant specialists, raising 70 workers, leading to the 70 influences. These are the four points today connecting our lives towards this direction. First is seeing Jesus' question in Matthew 16, 13-20. Jesus asked his disciples who do people think he is, and the answers were all incorrect based on people's ideologies. Some thought Jesus to be the prophet Elijah or Jeremiah. Some thought Jesus to be John the Baptist or one of the prophets. But when Jesus asks his disciples directly who he was, it was Peter who gave the greatest answer, you are the Christ the Son of the living God. Upon this confession, Jesus tells Peter, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right after this, Jesus tells his disciples not to tell anyone, because there were still answers yet to be received for the disciples. This was in preparation. Second, we see a warning in Matthew 17. It was here that we see Jesus transfigured in his glory, meeting with Moses and Elijah. Upon seeing such an amazing sight, the disciples that followed Jesus wanted to set up a tent for each of them. But at the end, it was only Jesus who remained. Jesus was not on the same level as Moses and Elijah. He was greater because Jesus was the Messiah. He was God. Moses and Elijah disappeared and only Jesus remained. There is a lesson of the age in everyday life. Following the events of the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus gave a picture of faith as a mustard seed. This tiny seed, like our faith, will absolutely grow, and this kind of faith can move mountains. Jesus also foretells of his crucifixion and resurrection three days after. This was all in line with what scripture had spoken concerning the Messiah, the Christ, speaking of his existence before creation, to his incarnation, to salvation through his name and his second coming as Lord. Following this, we see Jesus' disciples being asked if Jesus paid taxes. Jesus then asks his disciples, who do kings tax and toll, their sons or others? The answer was others, and the sons don't pay. However, Jesus does not offend those looking to collect and tells Peter to cast a line to catch a fish. The first fish he caught would have a shekel to pay for the taxes of both Jesus and Peter. Fourth is level. When Jesus' disciples ask this question of who is greater, Jesus responds by saying, 
Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. When it comes to greatness, Jesus was not operating in the same constructs as the world based on darkened knowledge, but Jesus was leading his disciples towards the light of life. Peter then asks Jesus about forgiveness. How many times are we to forgive? Through the parable of the unforgiving servant, we see that we have been forgiven much, so we too must forgive. Jesus was leading his disciples to become the spiritual summit, the skill summit, and the cultural summit to change the world. In conclusion, we must pray holding on to the word to see these works take place in our lives. As we start today, let us stand as witnesses who are specialists to stand as a summit in the field.